You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you with a fresh Friday episode. Actually, we're live right now. Periscope, Facebook Live, and also on YouTube. We're streaming Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, at Clancy's Corner, and at Locked on AZ Cards. Exciting episode. We've got an Arizona Cardinal joining us. Evan Weaver, the linebacker, six-round pick. Pat Tillman, Pac-12 Player of the Year. Say that 10 times fast. Easy for you to say. He comes on. He'll join us actually in the second and third segment. Excited to talk to Evan kind of check his temperature as far as the Cardinals offseason and see how he's preparing for his second professional season. Alex, uh, it's been a great week. It's been a monumental week for the Arizona Cardinals as far as checking the boxes, as far as needs go. Rodney Hudson, the big deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. They also uh, re-signed some key players. Marcus Golden really kind of kicked things off. Mel, uh, Kelvin Beecham coming back on the offensive line. And then A.J. Green, the wide receiver, uh, Matt Prater filling the void at kicker. And then yesterday was the news that the Bears are releasing Kyle Fuller, the former Pro Bowl cornerback. And when there's a monumental void at that cornerback position, is is there? do you see a fit with the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, he, he'd fit anywhere. I, th- there's a love affair between him and Denver already with the past coaching history and everything like that. So it's probably a foregone conclusion. He'll not be joining the Cardinals. They're in an interesting spot where it's like, be very grateful with what's happened so far, but you're not even close to where you need to be. You know, it's, it's, and really the craziest part of the whole thing is they haven't spent any money. You know, they really haven't like, I mean, AJ green upwards of eight and a half million. Cool. That's the big splash with uh, Michael Bidwell's checkbook so far. They don't have a lot of money. They have just under a million dollars in, in free cap space, but this is about six times as much cap space as, the Kansas city chiefs had when they signed Patrick Mahomes to his $500 million contract. So, I mean, it's Aaron Freeman locked on, uh, uh, locked on Falcons says it best. The seller cap is a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> so if, if they want to move things around, there is an option to pick up Buda Baker's 2024 option, which would diminish the salary cap uh, hit number for this year. You can restructure. They haven't restructured anybody. You can extend Chandler Jones. It's still very early. I mean, we're 96 hours in a free agency. So there's plenty of time at this point to, to move things around if they want to make a splash signing. Running back in corner, at this point, they've decided that Rodney Hudson was the big splash. Uh, they traded a third-round pick for him. J.J. Watt had you know a nice little price tag tied to his number. But listen, they really haven't made that monumental, oh, no, I hope this pans out because that's a lot of money move. And they probably won't this offseason. They just need to find a running back on a budget, and they need to find a corner or two that – wants to do the one-year deal and and go get their money when the salary cap balloons next year. Yeah. It seems simple, but, you know, obviously it's not. I mean, the need the needs are pretty glaring right now. I mean, but we'll, we'll see what they do as, as far as the, the guard positions. Uh, you know, Mason Cole, now he moves over and he becomes kind of a utility player. And he looks a lot better in that position, doesn't he? I mean, with the addition of Rodney Hudson at, at center, uh, Mason Cole could be a guy that could play a couple of the guard positions if you need to. He could back up Rodney Hudson. You kind of appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, I mean, the cornerback spot, you know, are they going to just flood it with numbers? 
are we, are we going to see one of these bigger name free agents come to the desert? Because we aren't seeing the Cardinals legitimately linked to any, any of these guys like the, it, it could be an AJ green thing where it comes out of nowhere. But as mm-hmm. of right now, we're, we're not seeing reading anything about any ties to any of these free agent cornerbacks. So we'll see what happens. The running back position is interesting because when we look at the Cardinals who have exited this past season, or this offseason so far, Alex, it's been Hassan Reddick and his 12 and a half sacks. It's Patrick Peterson, a guy who's going to be in the ring of honor. And then there's Kenyon Drake who takes his 10 touchdowns. And I guess he's going to play kind of a uh, whatever role they need him to play with Josh Jacobs being the bell cow there in Vegas. But uh, of all those three guys that left the organization, whose role do you think is going to be the toughest to, I don't know, get production Replicate? from? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Hassan Reddick, and it's not close. Like, from last year, from last year, Kenyon Drake, when he got traded here and he had the over 800 all-purpose yards in eight games, I've equated it, and I will continue to do so, to Jimmy Garoppolo when he got traded to San Francisco. They won five games in a row at the end of the season when the games didn't matter. That got him $128 million guaranteed, and it was a ridiculous signing based on games that legitimately meant nothing except for weakening your draft position. With Kenyon Drake last year, he was fine. You know, he was fine. And the amount of money that he got, good. Go get it. Cardinals, happy they didn't pay it. Son Reddick had 12 and a half sacks last year. He was the best pass rusher the Cardinals had. And when you have a situation where that void needs to be filled, even with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt there, having a ball-hawking uh, uh, pass rusher off the edge, even though he was undersized, it's tough to replicate. Marcus Golden's fine. He's 30 years old. It was a team-friendly deal. I would have... I mean, it's interesting. Would you have rather brought Hassan Reddick back for one year and six and let Marcus Golden walk? I, I I don't know what the right answer is. I know that through two years, like if you sign Hassan Reddick to a, a one-year, $6 million deal and he pops again, you yeah. got to give him 30 mil guaranteed at that point. This one kind of hedges that bet a little bit to where the production may be a little bit less, but you know, you're at least getting a locker room guy, a guy you love, a guy that's beloved around town. Um, but I mean, I think it's a son Reddick with the 12 and a half sacks. I mean, I just don't think Kenyon Drake or Patrick Peterson made enough of an impact last year to really miss them more than what a son Reddick did. Yeah, I think the the one thing with, with P2 exiting is that you no longer have that crutch. And I hope that that makes and, and pushes the organization to finally address the position that Patrick Peterson, like Larry Fitzgerald's done with the wide receiver position for a long time, he put them to where they didn't have to go out there and, and spend big dollars on free agents to bring them in. So it'll be interesting to see how they address that. Um, but Hassan Reddick, here, here's where here, I'll answer that. It's like you got J.J. Watt, you've got Chandler Jones coming back from the bicep injury, so you do get those pass rush numbers back. You know where those sacks and those strip, you know, the potential strip sacks are coming from next season for the Arizona Cardinals. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at Bob Rack, at B-O-B-R-E-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner, at Clancy's, at Alex Clancy, at Clancy's Corner. We got our guy, Evan Weaver, Arizona Cardinals linebacker, draft pick. He's going to join us next here on Locked On Cardinals. The madness is upon us, and if you want to throw down, get in on the action as far as the NCAA tournament, BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline even covers TV shows, reality TV, and award shows. 
real-time updated odds, props on almost anything you can imagine. Like a 16 or 15 seed, there's always a 12 seed upsetting a 5 seed. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get your 50% welcome bonus, and you could be betting not even with your own cash. You put in $100, dollars you get $50 free dollars to play around with and build your stack. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Arizona Cardinals linebacker Evan Weaver joins us next on Locked on Cardinals. We're back here on the Locked on Cardinals podcast. He was a Pat Tillman, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year 2020 Arizona Cardinals draft pick. Evan Weaver joins us here. Evan, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. I got to ask you, I mean, it's been an exciting week as far as Cardinals fans, the organization, a lot of hype surrounding this team this offseason. How are you enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, a bunch of huge gets, uh, you know, J.J. Watt. The, to, I mean, that's just somebody who I've looked looked up to uh, through, you know, grade school and just uh, seeing guys like that and A.J. Green, too. Um, who was it? A.J. Green and Cortland Finnegan, I think, when they when they're getting at it yeah. in, uh, uh, in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, just uh, awesome to, awesome to uh, have these great new additions for sure. So you get drafted 2020 draft thought process right when you got drafted and has was last year, what you thought it was going to be on the practice squad and the exposure and, and uh, being with the team and everything. Uh, no, I mean, no one wants to be on the practice squad. So, um, uh, I've, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, that, that needs to be on the field and that's really how I can show who I am as a player. And uh, hopefully this season uh, we'll have a preseason, which it's looking like we will. So, uh, you know, finally be able to throw on the uniform and show people what I got. Yeah, it was kind of interesting just looking back at the 2020 draft class for the Arizona Cardinals. You and your teammates, none of you saw a significant amount of playing time. Is is that something that the organization, is that how they want to approach developing young players? Or was it just with the unique season that the 2020 campaign was? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, it probably had to, had to do with a lot of development and, um, uh, you know, just the uniqueness of COVID yeah. no one really knew what was going to go, go on. If maybe if we got shut down, you know, at week eight or something, or no one, no one had a clue, but you know, we made it through, uh, obviously didn't end up how we wanted it to be, uh, dropped a few games late in the season. And so that kept us out of the playoffs, but, you know, uh, this year we're looking for bigger and better things. Evan Weaver joining us here. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Evan Weaver, so this offseason, so hoping to get back to some sort of normalcy, and it seems like we have been so far. The offseason moves so far for the Arizona Cardinals. I, Steve Keim is kind of a, a wizard in a way that nobody sees things coming, misdirection, what the hell is going to happen. DeAndre Hopkins last year, J.J. Watt this year, and then trading for Rodney Hudson. Do you see this team taking a leap that we thought potentially would happen through eight weeks of last season. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, with these new additions, a uh, bunch of veterans, bunch of, you know, great leaders. Uh, I think, I think it's really the, the, the things that, that we've been missing that Steve Kime's been uh, uh, hitting on this off season. And uh, you know, the organization has done a great job bringing in great guys and it's going to be great competition when it comes uh, to fall camp this year. 
What's it going to be like when you do step onto that practice field and there's number 99, there's number 55, you've got 32 behind you. You know, I mean, is it tough not kind of getting caught up in the star power surrounding you playing that linebacker position? Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really look at it like that. Um, yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, they're just, they're just other guys out there, you know, trying, trying to make a living. And that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm here trying to play football you know, trying to make my way onto the 53 and uh, do whatever I can to get there. And, you know, uh, obviously learning from those guys, uh, taking whatever they have to say and, you know, uh, bringing that, incorporating that in my game. You know, it's interesting. This see, this roster is obviously in flux, losing Hassan Reddick. You were uh, a tackle machine in college, which is one of the more undervalued things. In, and like Jordan Hicks a couple of years ago was in the in the top three, top five, but the Cardinals, that was kind of his calling card in the, in the middle of the defense. The influx nature of this roster, especially in the linebacker position, is this the time where a player in, in his second year with your caliber talent takes advantage and makes this 53 man roster. Like, is this the perfect, like, man, there's a lot going on here. Don't really know what's going on with Isaiah Simmons yet. This is my time. Is that how you're approaching it? You're just approaching it every snap. It's your time. You should be out on the part of the 53 man roster. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm more the every snap type of guy because you know, you, this people say it a lot, but you really never know uh, when, when it might be your last or when you're going to be out of a job or whatever. So every single time I get a chance, I'm going to be out there, you know, knowing the playbook, getting guys aligned, making plays. I mean, just doing the same thing I did in college. And that's really uh, all, all I can do at this point. Is it pretty head scratching? Are you just like, what, Isaiah Simmons really is going to play the same position as I am? This physical freak, this guy who's like 6'4", 240, runs a 4'3", 9". Are you just like, this guy plays the same position as me? And you had like an incredible college career, obviously. But like, you're just seeing this guy who, like, nothing is impossible with his skill set. Did he ever lean on you for maybe some insight on, on playing the position because he was more kind of a versatile player in college? Yeah, I mean, we, we you know, talked uh, talked about a lot of stuff, uh, especially in training camp, you know, trying to, tr- trying to learn from each other, trying to help each other, give each other different tips, you know, coverage things, uh, you know, uh, gaps, uh, all that, all that type of stuff. So just, uh, you know, just kind of became like study buddies almost through, through camp. And uh, I feel like that, that, that helped him out a lot and uh, also helped me out. So uh, where were you when DeAndre Hopkins caught the ball in the end zone? Uh, during the Hail Murray. And did you break anything in the process? Uh, I was, uh, I was watching it in my, in my apartment uh, with, with a couple buddies and, and absolutely went insane because my dad watches all the games, but he's on cable and I'm on stream. Oh no. So he's like 45 seconds before me and he, (laughs) and and he calls me and he, and he starts going insane and I just throw my phone. I'm like, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. And then, and then I, and then I ended up seeing it. And then that's when I went inside, I just dropped my phone. I'm like, I don't don't want to listen to that. You know, it's funny. It's funny that cause Bo is on stream. He, he watches on direct TV and I watch on local cable. And I've learned to hedge when I say things because he's, he, you know, he's that 20 seconds is you never know how long 20 seconds is until it ruins it an all world moment, especially on the team you flip and play on. I mean, that that should be banished for that. He should know at that point. (laughs) I agree with that. Evan, so um, as we enter your, your second off season and hopefully your first like real true off season, 
as an NFL professional. Is, has there been any kind of communication between you and the team and what their expectations are for you going forward? Uh, uh, not, not much. Uh, you know, exit meetings a little bit. I've been texting with, uh, with, uh, Billy Davis and, uh, Vance Joseph a little bit. And, um, uh, uh, Jeff Rogers, uh, just, just checking in, seeing what they want to want, what they want me looking out on film and working on. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, just, just pretty much overall stuff right now. And then uh, I believe once April comes around, it's really when we can start getting back into it. Give me a little insight into Vance Joseph. I mean, I, I was a huge fan of the hire. I thought last year he was the MVP of this roster. I mean, he, he was what he did when Chandler Jones went out was a vision, especially from the linebacker position, even though, you know, he's known as a DB guy normally, but what's he like day to day? And is he, I mean, is he a guy that is, is uh, destined for another head coaching job? Or do you think he likes where he is as, as DC of the Cardinals? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on that last part. Cause you know, I can't, I can't read anybody's minds, but uh uh, he's, he, he's an awesome coach, you know, obviously knows, knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he, he, he really puts, I, I think players in the right position to succeed within his scheme. And, uh, I think his scheme is really great. And just, uh, being able to, uh, bring everything together and bring, bring guys like when Chandler Jones goes down, you know, you got Marcus golden back and Marcus stepped up Dennis Gardeck. I mean, get, coming in with seven sacks at the end of the season, who would have saw that coming? You know, just uh, awesome, awesome things like that happening around. And uh, I think that's just uh, that's a testimony to him as a coach and uh, also the players that, that are around us. Who's the most ferocious competitor on the Arizona Cardinals roster? We're going to ask Evan that. It's coming up next. It's Locked on Cardinals. Let me tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you go to rockauto.com, the shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And here's the cool thing. Chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics than they do for do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com always has, offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on the market and what it will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. They have everything you need right locked on. And how did you hear about us? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Evan Weaver answers who the most ferocious competitor is on the entire Arizona Cardinals roster. Next. Arizona Cardinals linebacker Evan Weaver joins us here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Everybody sees the games. Who's like the fierce, most ferocious guy on practice days? Uh, Buda Baker. Buda. Uh, I've 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 never seen someone actually light people up in practice like they like he does in the game. Like I I honestly I don't think he has an off, an off switch. <laughs> it's kind of it's something it's something awesome to watch. I mean, there's just there's just not, not not a lot of people that have his talent and and his mindset and can really you know push push themselves into doing whatever they want. Yeah, it's interesting because when he got that contract, it was kind of a, I, I was talking with Bo. It was right when we were about to do the podcast. It's like, man, that seems like a lot, but if he jumps from year two to year three, like everybody thought he might, it's like, man, that would be a bargain. A couple of years down the road is. The Cardinals have been lacking, and this is pretty much since Larry Fitzgerald's been there for a, a real, true, bona fide vocal leader. 
is he the is he the no question about it leader of this defense? He's the anchor. He's the one, or or is it kind of strewn about? You know, across which I mean, leader by by group isn't a bad thing either. But is he the guy on defense that leads the team? Um, you know, I think it's I, I think it's a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, we have a bunch of great leaders: Jordan Hicks, um, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson last year, um, Chandler Jones before he went down, uh, Corey Peters. Um, you know, just a just a good group of guys, good group of solid vets that you know they they know where they want everybody to be, and they're bringing them up to that level. Yeah, we talked about the excitement of the guys coming into the building. Some of the guys exiting, Alex touched on a, a little bit with Reddick, but you mentioned P2. I mean, what's leaving for Minnesota on that uh, on that big contract? How do the Cardinals, how do you think you guys can maybe kind of regroup and, and fill that huge void left by number 21? Yeah, I mean, that's going to that's gonna be tough. But, uh, you know, we, we brought back uh, Rob, so... Uh, uh, hopefully he, he can stay healthy and have a great season, which uh, I think we all know that he can. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to see who, uh, who really uh, fills that mold. All right. I got one more here for you. How many brackets did you fill out? If any, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, I, okay. So I filled out one and honestly, all, all I did was put Gonzaga all the way to the winner's chip because I mean, go Zags, baby. So it's a great time to be in the Pacific Northwest, man. Like, I don't know what Mark Few does. I don't know. Like, and we're starting to see this could turn into this with how things with one and dones happen with Duke and Kentucky. People are realizing it doesn't work all that well. If you want to play, you want to get a good education. You want to stay a couple of years. Mark Few, the governor of the state of Washington uh, is going to be perennial. Like, it seems like he's going to be their coach for the next 40 years. Like, this is it. Oh, Oh yeah, he he loves it. Uh, his his kids, uh, you know, grew up here, went to school here, went to went to my high school. Know a couple of them. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a Mark Mark's brought a huge family environment to the whole Gonzaga University, and I think I think that's really what's driven his success. And the Zags, I heard he's just a big fly fisher guy. So it's like. If you're trying to recruit Mark Few away from the Zags, you better have some good fly fishing to go to uh, if you're if you're blue blood. And I don't think they have that in North Carolina, or especially not in Indiana, who's got a big void right now. All right, one last non-football question because you're about to uh, you're sitting in the parking lot of a golf course. How's your golf game? Uh, you know it's not it's it's not bad. Uh, as bad as it sounds, I got I, I got uh, I was able to uh, work on it a lot. Yeah, being on practice squad. <laughs> so, uh, uh, went down from like a 14 handicap to a six now. So not bad, nice. not bad in a year. So not bad. My we'll ass, it. man, I'm shooting 115. <laughs> we're not on the course, you know, we're not betting on this. You can be honest. <laughs> you gotta quit. You gotta quit drinking while you're uh, playing. And that's probably slowing Valid. you down. Valid point. Bo keeps telling me that. I just don't want to listen. <laughs> Take your money though. If, if you stop drinking, man. I won't take your money. It won't be as easy. Evan Weaver, man, some great insight, not only on some college hoops. I, I, if, who, who's not picking the Zags at this point? i got to imagine like 80% of the brackets filled out have the Zags as the number one pick to win. Great insight as far as the links, and we're looking forward to what's coming from you in year two, Evan Weaver. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Great stuff from Evan. That's going to do it for Alex and myself. It's been an awesome week covering the Arizona Cardinals here on Locked on Cardinals. If you missed any of our episodes breaking down the newest additions from A.J. Green to Rodney Hudson to kicker Matt Prater, we did it. 
Monday through Friday. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap what went down this weekend. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you then. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, at Clancy's Corner, and at Lockdown AZ Cards. It's Locked on Cardinals. Your team every day.